Hey guys, welcome to Inarout where we talk about the interesting things happening in the marketing and the tech industry. This is the third and the last part of the mini series cryptocurrency. In the last episode, we learned about how a blockchain works and a coin is mined. And before we start this episode, I request you to listen to the previous episodes of this mini series if you haven't so far, so that you understand clearly what is the difference between Ethereum and Bitcoin. and whether you should invest in crypto so let's dive right into it right why is cryptocurrency different from us dollars or maybe any other currency in the world cryptocurrency is a generic term there are tons of currencies some might not be different from from fiat currencies for example the stable coin called usdc which is exactly a one to one pegging with us dollar and logically they're not different at all but it, like bitcoin is different from you know other conventional fiat currencies many ways um the most sort of like you know major difference being bitcoin is not inflationary um bitcoin does not increase supply over time us dollar canadian dollar or you know indian rupee or other currencies basically the supply can be controlled by the government um like the us government can print new currency or like you know inf- like increase the supply um of the US dollar um bitcoin on the other hand is capped at 21 million and no authority or no sort of central um centralized organization can increase that supply damn that's interesting so definitely like with the laws of basic economics restricted supply would lead to increase in price over time right Yeah so like you know um I mean I'd also argue that bitcoin is not just not inflationary but also like you know deflationary um the reason being um you know like wallets get lost and bitcoins get lost over time so you know arguably the the active supply of bitcoin can reduce over time um which in theory should increase the price yeah amazing okay so what are the actual implications of cryptocurrency not being inflationary as compared to any other currency um yeah so um inflation is an economic tool to you know that governments and authorities use to you know for a bunch of reasons one of them being to stimulate the economy um so in times of recession where the cash flow in the markets not high the us government can um you know increase the supply of currency and and spend that money on you know other projects employing us citizens and you know when when those employees get paid they will they will then spend that money on like groceries and other stuff and and essentially they're increasing you know the gdp and the cash flow and all that stuff right so like uh, so like inflation can be used to like you know stimulate the economy right um so like you know having a currency like bitcoin which the government cannot sort of you know control the supply of um they don't have this economic tool to um stimulate the economy so there are tons of you know interesting implications you know there are renowned economists who've argued against inflation they had there are arguments that you know inflation is what causes the boom bust cycle the business cycle um of recession and you know time of great boom and that cycle in itself is not productive um or optimal um if we don't have that cycle we have like more so like organic you know um and stable economy 
you know, we don't know for sure if, if this sort of model works, but like, you know, it's one of the solutions and it's different from current fiat currencies. Another implication is also like, you know, like since Bitcoin is not inflationary, it's a great store of value. US dollar and other inflationary currencies, as the currency inflates, the purchasing power decreases, right? So like if you have $100,000 right now and it's buying you certain amount of things in 50 years from now, that's going to be a lot less. Um, Bitcoin, on the other hand, since it does not inflate, the purchasing power remains the same, if not, you know, increased. Um, and, you know, it, it's a better store of value in that capacity. Okay. So in the last year, we've seen these huge um, changes in price and the increase in the prices of this cryptocurrency, especially Ether and Bitcoin with over 1000% increase. So like, is it just a bubble or why is the price increasing so much right now? Uh, it's mostly supply and demand, right? Like um, you cannot, like it's hard to price Bitcoin and Ether, it's hard to tell if it's undervalued, overvalued, or if it's a bubble, because it's not the price of gold. Like early days when gold was not standardized and gold was going from being just a collectible to, you know, being used as a store of value. Um, in that sort of phase, um, it saw a massive, massive growth, right? It saw a massive, like, you know, increase in um, the value of gold. Because before that, you know, before the phase began, um, the value of gold, which is the industrial value of gold, which is like, no, not much. Um, and, you know, once it became, or once it was going towards being a store of value, um, a lot of people want to keep and buy and hold gold as it's going to be, um, like I said, like a great sort of value. Um, so in that sort of phase, it went up a lot. Now, how much was, you know, too much, hard to know. But if you're looking at Bitcoin, if you're comparing Bitcoin to um, gold, for example, right? Like if you, if, you, if you think that Bitcoin is going to become the modern day equivalent to gold, then you can think of its market cap being um, a little bit too low, right? Like gold's market cap right now is around $12 trillion. Bitcoin is... I think roughly around 1.1, 1.5, trillion dollars, right? So like, you know, if you think Bitcoin's gonna be a good store of value and like over time be as valuable as gold is, um, then it's undervalued right now. Um, if you think not, then like, you know, it might be over, like hard to know. Yeah, that actually makes sense. Like comparing it with uh, stocks or other investment tools might be a bit tough since these stocks are uh, related to companies which have revenue and a net income and all of that as compared to cryptocurrencies which doesn't have shit <laughs> so yeah i think you are right there so why are many investors hedge funds and governments against this cryptocurrency few reasons governments are anti-bitcoin because government like for a few valid reasons right one of them being tax evasion um it's easier to evade taxes when you're getting paid in bitcoin because you know like less transparent less out there you know you're not going through a bank you're not going through um like conventional and very traceable transparent um flow um so like um you know that's one of the reasons another being you know money laundering for example money laundering argument becomes easier with bitcoin um, and funding illegal activities becomes easier so you know it makes sense why governments are anti-bitcoin to an extent hedge funds on the other hand investors on the other hand now that's interesting because i think that's more of a function of like you know um 
new versus conventional yeah like you know like when 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 you know dot com became a thing internet became a thing a lot of investors were anti tech you know it's a lot of unknowns so you know there are obviously going to be people who actually you know support it there are going to be people who like anti you know they're not going to support it they're not going to like it so we see right at least today you're seeing um a lot of people on both sides right like there are you know great big hedge funds and great big tech companies um adopting and loving bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies and you also see like big banks and big sort of like you know, organizations being anti bitcoin so like you're seeing both right now okay so like there are a few companies like tesla visa and many others which are entering the cryptocurrency and buying cryptocurrencies pretty recently uh so where do you think cryptocurrency is it is in its market curve or the adoption curve so where is bitcoin in the adoption curve um again it's hard to know i mean hard to know i personally think it's not like it's not super super early um it might it might not be in um the early adopter sort of stage right now um but like you know that being said we still like there are definitely major major hedge funds and major major banks and major major institutions and funds that are not yet investing or enter the market so like you know it's definitely not late but it might not be like early adoption you might be like you know in the early majority i guess awesome okay one more question is what makes these cryptocurrencies so volatile like 20% uh, 50% 5% every day which is uh, comparatively pretty high to other investment tools available out in the market um so i i think volatility is like a function of you know the stage bitcoins at like most sort of currencies or monetary sort of you know systems go through a few phases the first phase usually is collectible so like you know gold you know was first a collectible it wasn't exactly a store of value um you know a few people saw value and started you know buying gold and holding gold the scarcity of gold obviously helped right over time it became a store of value where you know like it, it saw some mainstream adoption other people um start acknowledging and and you know accepting gold over time you see it become a medium of exchange now be it be it, you know gold standard cuz like since gold is you know hard to transfer um and since gold is like you know hard to like you know um store and it's not divisible you know it's hard to like you know it's, it's hard to use you can't go you know to a pizza store and, you know and, and they'll be like you know it's going to cost you like 0.002 grams to buy a slice of pizza like it's it's hard um to use so what we saw was like you know like a, a gold pegged currency right so you have gold pegged us dollar and then just another way of you know spending gold right so like you saw it go from you know being a store of value to being a medium of exchange and over time you see it being a unit of account as in you know you walk into a store and you see a price listed in that sort of monetary system you you see that sort of thing right and and like bitcoin or other currencies right now are between um you know the collectible to you know store of value phase where you know it hasn't yet been standardized it hasn't yet become a global standard and it's still volatile just because you know um it's it's in that phase you know once it becomes store of value it'll stabilize you know the market cap is not like it's huge 
but it's it, you know it, it's not at the point where it's become a standard and over time it's going to stabilize i would like to thank monan for his time and sharing his knowledge with us and i hope this helped you understand cryptocurrencies better and now you can make an in- informed decision of what you want to do with your money i hope you like this mini series please hit the subscribe button and share with your friends and family follow me on my instagram page in out_the_box and see you in the next episode of inner out